Hello and welcome into a new episode. This is the Scarves Up Podcast. I'm your host, Nadme Moonis. Glad to be back with you here today. I'm joined by Dave Mamoudis. Hello, everyone. And David, we finally did it. It finally happened. It finally happened. New who scored. Let's go. Let's go. We love that. Uh, I mean, that that's what you thought I was going to say, right? That wasn't what I thought you were going for, no. But really? I liked it. Really? There wasn't uh, I There's something bigger than that. Um, anyway, let's. we got to just get right into it. The Sounders happy came. The... First MLS team to win the CONCACAF Champions League. Uh, obviously, DC United and LA Galaxy won the competition before it was the CONCACAF Champions League, but that does not matter um, because we are the first to beat CCL, and this is huge for MLS and uh, US soccer because um, now. We get to play a meaningful game against whoever wins the Champions League. Either Liverpool or Real Madrid, who are you hoping for? Um, either one of those would be great. I have a soft spot for the Premier League teams, but it's hard to argue against Real Madrid. So what are your what were your initial reactions um, after the result? Like what uh, based on what you read, what what did you like think? Like what? Uh, have you liked what has come out uh, come out after this result? Um, you know, I I liked that. You know, it was not a close victory. The Sounders, um, you know, with a clearly a clear win of the game. Um, you know, I mean, I think this this competition still has an ambiguous place in the American sporting um, worldview. It'll be interesting to see how this competition gets covered in future years now that it's seen yeah. as something an MLS team can win. Yeah, it was also like I was um, it was nice that the final was actually on national TV. It was on FS1 and this competition has not always gotten the love uh, Devaney, not anything close to other Champions Leagues in the world. Um, moving on, uh, um, ad adding on um, uh, about um, adding on to the final. Uh, so let's let's go through uh, how it all went down early on in the game. We lose New Who. Um, and it and at, by the end of the game, it seems like he was fine. So that's just real unfortunate that they did have to pull him. And then we lose Joe Paolo. How are you feeling when that when we see those players go down early on in the game? Um. Yeah. You know, it sounded it seemed like it. Um. I, I was worried. Yeah, it seemed Would like you know score yeah. was still even then. Um. You know, two injuries pretty quickly. Um, seemed like they we weren't getting a lot of foul calls. That they were, you know, um, they were getting away with some dangerous plays. 
Uh, so yeah, it was not not comfortable. And actually, looking back, it's really I'm I'm remember we haven't actually talked about the first leg. Um, what do you were you a fan of the, the of the two leg final for this? In the end, it didn't actually matter. Like it didn't matter since there is no away goals. Like uh, yeah, I definitely I mean, prefer the one leg final. It's kind of right. Weird. I mean, it's I think it's 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 hard it's just, to be a fan yeah. watching that first leg because it's so. Uh, so unresolved at the end of 90 minutes, um, you know, but you do feel bad for the, you know, for the side that doesn't, if, if you play a one leg final, then it does seem so unfair to the, to the teams, uh, to the fans of the, the second seeded side, you know, it, it would clearly have made the question of who had the better record so much more important. And, you know, because yeah. it was essentially a single elimination tournament, it was seemed like seemed very strange to have so much writing on the number of points achieved. Um, you know, the question yeah. of if you advance in the tournament through, you know, wins or ties, um, you know, kind of really shouldn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but clearly did for the purposes of of seeding and who was the home team. Yeah, and who got to play in that? Who got to host that second leg? Uh, what were your thoughts on that? For and so in the first leg, Sounders did give up two goals to Dineno. Um, and then we get back into the game via both penalty via two penalties. And wasn't one of their goals a penalty? Am I yes, their their first goal um, is a penalty. You know, so obviously you um, don't want to see that again. You know, a game where three quarters of the goals are coming from the spot. Um, but um, you know. Hard to I mean, argue with any one of the three penalties. Yeah, all, all of them were the correct call. The Nidana one is definitely like, I mean, we're we're a little biased, but that was the one that uh, we weren't as sure about. But the other two, like, definitely the right calls. Um, first one was a handball. Definitely hits the guy's arm. Um, it's outstretched. Can't argue. And then the second one, um, it's a play, which is a brilliant, brilliantly uh called by the var it's a clear foul even though um there wasn't yep, much of a reaction job, sort of getting the ball out of the way of the oncoming leg so he can get kicked <laughs> and he pushes it and yeah and he pushes him um so, so but so all those calls definitely correct um uh and um, in general i would say the refereeing was good um you can see uh first goal of the second leg the referee has his whistle in his mouth. Um, so if the ball did not go in when Raul, Raul Roy Diaz uh, scored, then it would have been a handball because yep. it, it 100% hits the defender's hand um, before it went in. And obviously because it went in, um, th that was negated. So there, so there would have been another penalty if Raul Roy Diaz did not score. And, Definitely huge that that happened right before halftime, I would definitely say. Um, and then we get the second goal um, of the game via great play. Uh, what are your thoughts on the second goal in the second leg? Um, yeah, you know, great, great interchange and um, a good finish. That one is uh, Morris to Ladero. And then Ladero unselfishly to Roy Roy Diaz. 
Um, very good play, getting all the stars um, involved. We loved to see it. Um, and then the third goal, Morris, he deserved a goal. He deserved a goal. He hits the post. So unfortunate. Nadero's there to clean it up. Shirt comes off. This is the time you're gonna that you're gonna want. Uh, you'll take that yellow card. And then with that, there is still time for Smetzer to give Raul Roy Diaz, Nadero, and Morris a curtain call. Thoughts on thoughts on at that at the end. How did you feel about that? Uh, um. Sorry, just the substitutions at the end? Yeah, they were just giving the players the uh, Brian Smetzer able to do a curtain call for the result. Right. I mean, again, always nice uh, to have the game firmly in hand. Um, so we get to the end of the game, uh, and we have a new uh, feeling better than Bob. How? You, how uh, any thoughts on uh, uh, Brian's comments after the game? You know, it's always good to focus on yourself and the positive things rather than cheering against your opponents. So, you know, I'm I'm happy that he was feeling awesome. Um, you know, it was a great accomplishment for him and for the team. So, again, this is really what the Sounders have been working towards. I've said it so many times that I wanted the Sounders to be the first team, and it is the way that the Sounders will put themselves in history because it is the first thing that uh, we have did that we will always be the first of like our club did have a lot of records, but now some of the newer teams are starting have also done greater things. But this is something that will always be in the record for us. And the fact that they're going to be hanging the banner uh, on the day that the Timbers in town is just so petty. And so, I love it so so much. Um, so in future years, Matt, will you will you still have to root against other MLS teams in the in the in the final? Or now you're happy for somebody else to be second? Um, I I mean, like because I want soccer to be taken more seriously in the U in the U.S. I would say yes. I I do do hope that we continue to dominate. Um, every every time MLS. Beats Liga MX in any form, um, uh, it's uh, huge um, it, for fans of American soccer and to sign it, um, any Euro snobbery um, because um, for some reason, and then just like if you're the best from an entire continent, like um, I feel like people will take you seriously. Um, but if you're second best, and for a while it was League MX, then MX, uh, MOS, sort of because it's not even the best in the whole continent, I think that some would say um, that's why it's not taken as seriously. Um, so for MOS to be the premier league in the entire continent, I think is a huge, huge plus. Um, and it does feel like the tides are turning, starting with this victory. But also, yeah, um, but also um, it's fun uh, that to, to make fun of MLS teams for not being able to win CCL when we have now done that. So 
I'm going to say it's going to depend on the team if I root for them. There's no way in hell that I will be rooting for Portland Timbers um, to win CCO anytime. Like, that would just never happen. Minnesota United? Yeah, that, uh, then we'll talk. Okay, so let's look at the stats for this game. Uh, very e- even on possession. Um it felt like we really dominated the second leg. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, it felt like they didn't have much. Yeah, I mean, it's them. always it's always hard. I, I think you'd probably have to look at breakdown by time. You know, sometimes when you're, um, you know, when you're up by a couple of goals, then. Um, I mean, for one know, thing, you... yeah. For one thing, we had nine shots on goal. They had one, and in the second game. Uh, Quandineno's name was barely, barely ever said. Like, he did not do much. We did a great job shutting him down. Um, hard to know, yeah, uh, how much, uh, uh, like, uh, what exact factors, because a lot of that could go into it. Um, uh, but definitely shut him down, and we, we love to see that. Um, yeah, any other thoughts on, on, on specific tactics? In this game, pretty much, I would say the Zounders got everything right in this game. Yeah, um, Kenan know, I mean, Rowe think... came in and he played amazing, um, uh, filling in for New Who, and um, just everyone who was on the field played great. Obed Vargas, I thought he looked amazing. He's continued he to play yeah. so well. Filling in, he... filling in for JP. Make it, yeah, stepping up. Um, so with so many highs on that night. Um, being in Disney World, it's something that uh, we're always going to remember. It truly was the uh, happiest place on earth. Um, that night, May 4th, on Star Wars Day. Um, great atmosphere. I was happy to see that it actually was all full. Um, did you see that Chad Marshall was leading, uh, led the Scarves Up call? Uh, I did for, for this game. Uh, any thoughts on the atmosphere? Do you want to comment on that at all? You it know, looked, great to see great. a, a, a near sellout crowd there. You know, sorry that we couldn't we couldn't be a part yeah. of it. This it time. would have been fun to be there. It would have been awesome. I mean, being at MOS Cup was so was so fun, and it felt like that atmosphere. It looked like that atmosphere again. Um, it looked like a party, which was just you know. So and obviously, fun to one see. thing you know we've asked is. What will it take to have more days when we've got, you know, tens of thousands of people in the upper deck uh, watching the Sounders? And, you know, obviously this game won't come around uh, again. Certainly the chance to win the first I hope they sell out, ever. I hope they sell out the, the stadium on the game against the Timbers. I could see them opening up the entire stadium for that game. I, they might, I don't know if they have already, um, but... Uh, for that game, um, that would be really fun to see a full stadium again because um, it's so fun to see it packed. And I think just the fact that this game was on a Wednesday and so fast the stadium got full and um, everyone got into the marketing. And he, uh, so many so many promotions with Beast Mode um, uh, for this. I think this has solidified that Seattle will be a host for the 2026 world cup. Do you think there's any way 
with how big of a city, how how great of a city Seattle is, and the culture we have for soccer, that the World Cup doesn't come here in 2026. Um, you know, it's always it's always been about the surface, and you know, I hope they can come they up can, with a good they plan. They put in grass before. They have put in yep. grass before. Do you think, like, do you think there will be World Cup games? Your opinion? I do think there will be. I think it's hard to ignore this market. Um, you know, so yeah. we'll hope we can they can find a way to make it happen. After uh, after that game. Uh, well, Jao Paulo finished the game on crutches. It was announced that he tore his ACL. He is done for the season. What are your thoughts on that? Obviously, like when he's not on the field, it's evident. Um, you don't always remember that he's there, but he's always doing amazing things. He does so much. It's like Alonzo. Um, and he is out for the season. Thoughts on the, Thoughts on that news? Yeah, I mean, obviously terrible. You know, you hope, uh, you hope JP will have a, a speedy recovery and and you know work to get himself back on the field. Um, you know, obviously a tough thing to go through. Um, and yeah, you know, just um, an unfortunate an unfortunate thing. And I, I sort of blame it. You know, I I I do feel like. Um, it feels like our depth is our depth is good, but do you think um, do you think they bring in anyone or they this? I don't think so. I think we've got a, you know we've got a lot of choices between Vargas and Ruznak at that yeah. at that position. Atencio. Um, sure, you know, and you know now that we're you know not trying to juggle the the Open Cup, um, you know not not quite as much pressure on rotation as there as there would have been. Um, you yeah. know, obviously JP is not, not easy to replace um, and means a lot to the team. Uh, you know, again, potential MVP candidate. And, um, you know, but this is the kind of thing that's going to happen. Uh, the other news uh, that happened after the game, um, we saw Juan, uh, Juan Nineno won uh, the Golden Boot for CCO. Um, Stephen Fry won goalkeeper uh, of the tournament, and then he also won MVP. Uh, very rare to see the goalkeeper also win MVP. Uh, makes sense. He had an amazing tournament. We had a lot of shutouts. He played very well. He made a huge save um, at one point um, in in the the second leg when I believe it was one zero. Um, but Stephanie really would have changed the game if they found their way back. Um, a lot of Pumas fans in Seattle. That was nice to see um, as well. Just mention that. Um, but uh, thoughts on Stephen Fry. And whenever this happens, people are like, why isn't this guy in the national team? He's one of the best yeah, keeper in know. the in the league. What do you should he, a, should he you get know, caught up in, in one of these next windows? Clearly a good time to um make an impression on an international stage at a time when uh, the other choices for us keeper are looking a little shaky. Exactly. Um, you know, will it happen? Um, we'll have to see. Um, I don't really know what the upcoming windows are. You know, it would. Well, um, got, there's going to be CONCACAF nations league uh, along with some friendlies before the world cup in November. Yep. 
So, you know, obviously I'd love to see him get that, um, you know, get that chance, um, but potentially also obviously tough for the, um, tough for the Sounders to, if we have to deal uh, without him temporarily. Yep. Uh, going back quickly to JP, do you blame the turf on that injury? No, I don't think so. I blame the other team. I mean, I think, you know, I, I have to I see mean, he whether goes, he's he goes down bit. pretty much off the ball, I would say. No, I don't think so. I mean, that's how you know it's bad. there was definitely a collision. I don't know about that. Um, I, I don't blame the turf either. I mean, yeah. I don't really know how you explain all this stuff. Uh, in general, I don't really um, understand. I don't really get the difference between grass and turf fields because it feels a really good grass field is basically a turf field. Um, it's just absolutely amazingly flat. Right. I mean, you know, different springiness to the underlying ground, um, you know, obviously on either one potential to sort of get your cleats hung up in it. Um, but again, it didn't look to me like it had anything to do with the field. It just looked like he got his leg in a vulnerable position and, um, so it's definitely unfortunate, and it's definitely not as bad as Miles Robinson, the U.S. men's national team player who tore his Achilles. Injury, the ACL, I mean, it feels like everyone's torn their ACL um, sometime recently. Um, and now it's pretty much known that when that happens, you can come back in like around 10 months. Um, uh, so with that... Um, but the Achilles um, is usually longer than that. So this pretty much rules out Miles Robinson for the World Cup. And he's started uh, the last like eight U.S. men national team games. What What do you think about that news? Yeah, I mean, obviously not great news. I guess the, the good part of it is we have, you know, enough time to um, – try out some other choices and get some people playing to get time together before the world cup. So it's not, you know, I mean, we got to bring in, I would say we go to John Brooks hero from 2014, still playing very well in Bundesliga, but for some reason, Greg Berhalter has blacklisted him and just doesn't want to bring him in. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, you know, complicated things that they're trying to balance there. Um, you know, getting a team together with limited, Limited playing time together is tough. Okay, moving on from CCL final, what a night we're always uh, going to remember uh, that game. The next game was at Dallas. I'm going to be honest, going into this game, I was like, I was like, yes, we're going to play a second team. And it's going to be really sad that we're probably going to lose this game. Like I like the entire time, I mean, still at Disney world. So feeling good, but I was like, we never play well in Dallas. So I'm just not expecting to feel anything good. And that's what happened. We played a second team. Um, but I mean, honestly, we just never play well in Dallas. So if we had just lost the game and, and played like our main starters, I wouldn't have been surprised. Any thoughts on Dallas? We, um, not, we didn't play much, pay much attention to it. Um, 
But do you have any do you have any thoughts about that? Do you do you feel that way about Dallas? For just for some reason, we don't play well in Frisco. Right, it has been a tough place for us. I mean, you know, obviously the question of, um, you know, how do you balance the amount of effort the team is putting into the two competitions? Um, I mean, we do know. need we do need to be playing strong lineups and I, for this next well, game obviously against after Minnesota, that, you know, that will, you know, now, now attention will turn to um, coming back to the league games. Because we, we always, I mean, I don't think no one in MOS is thinking, Oh, the Sounders right now, not starting off too hot. They're not going to make the playoffs this year. No one is thinking that. Right. Because I mean, we've clear, done it every year. And like, everyone else where our attention has been. And but but uh, we you can't let it go on too long because then there are seasons where you look back and you're like, if we had just won one of those early games, it all could have been different. So we do start get after be getting wins. We already beat Minnesota once, so this game against Minnesota at home is gonna be huge for the Sounders. Um. So, uh, moving on from the game against Dallas, uh, since that game was just depressing, we move on to a game that, uh, in some ways, is also depressing, um, but definitely uh, a fun game. Um, The first game that Clint in the U.S. Open Cup that Clint Dempsey uh, was available for. Um, Sad to see that he didn't make an appearance. Um, any thoughts? Uh, do you think we were going to see Dempsey yesterday? I think he was actually eligible for the 2019 game available. Oh, okay. Um, so, um, yeah, you know, obviously, you know, memories of San Jose at Starfire, uh, mm-hmm. you know, complicated for the Sounders and likely to remain so after this game. I mean, the last time we played them in a shootout, uh, uh at Starfire was in 2014 and we, we beat them in a shootout, uh, but there were only five rounds um, that time. Goes all the way to the 11th round here. Um, obviously, we've talked a lot about we don't like penalties. Losing on penalties, definitely, it's devastating, but it doesn't hurt as much as losing in regular time because making it two hours is hard to do. Um, especially in in tough yeah in tough games when in these tournament games um, when it's win or go home. Um, but uh, let's talk about the shootout. Um, what did you think of the order that was set um, uh, by Schmetzer? We started with Freddie Montero. Do you think they decided in advance who's going to be the number 10 player to, uh, to go? Or do you think everyone's just sort of looking at each other as it, as it gets down to eight, nine and 10? I'm not sure. Usually they do five. They definitely write down five. And I, uh, I actually, I believe at this level, at this level, um, you have to tell the fit you, you have to give the fourth official the the order. You give the officials the order, so you can't change the order. Um, during the middle, uh, yeah, during the middle. 
Um, if you have to lift out all 11 when you do that. Um, yeah, unless there's like a red card because then both teams, only 10 players. Uh, if there's like a red card um, and one team, so one team has 10, then the other team basically only has to have 10. Yeah, only have to have 10. Like the, the goalkeeper is still going to be the 10th shooter. It's not going to be like the other team's other full uh, field player. Um, what are your thoughts on the penalties? Um, a lot of youngsters. I was so nervous for all of them when all of our young players stepped up. Um, all of them had good penalties. Um, yep. first, and even, yeah. even Leo Chu's was very well struck, just a little bit too high and over the bar. Yeah, you got to hit the target, though. You got to hit the target, though. That was so unfortunate. Seven Keevan also came uh, close to saving. He saves one, and he came close to saving others. Much closer. Yeah, got a hand on another. Much just, closer than San Jose's keeper came to saving pretty much any of the Sounders. Um, uh, but yeah, especially happy to see Obed Vargas, Dylan Tevez, um, and uh, Josh Atencio score. I thought all of their penalties were very, very good penalties. I'm very happy to see them score. Very happy to see Kenan Rose score. Obviously, his miss in the RSL game was huge, and I felt so bad for him um, at being the local player and a player who's um, always who's because he's his position is not really a starter role. It's more of he fills in where it's needed. Um, I felt so bad for him last year. So I was very, very happy to see him um, finish. Um, same thing with new who we're, we've been waiting so long to see new who score. And if new who had missed, like, I, I feel like that would have just been so devastating for him. So very happy to see him score. Um, that made me very happy. Very sad that it ends with Stefan Cleveland. He was super frustrated. Super frustrated. He takes a bad penalty. And then to show his frustration, he tries to kick it in on the second on on the second uh, attempt and hits the crossbar. That is just pain. Uh, yep. What were you feeling at that moment? Um, you know, I was hoping he was would be able to save that ensuing thing and we'd go back and do another eleven. I was but, hoping you know. that he got a Jimi Hendrix jersey. Uh, at halftime, they gave they gave they did the crossbar challenge and yep, the prize I'm, was I'm pretty the sure Jimi he Hendrix already has jersey. one. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously a frustrating way for it to end. Um, you know, the end of a long night. And, and um, their keeper, their keeper with his terrible hair, uh, terrible haircut, gets the is the hero. Um, good penalty from him. Um, let's talk about Leo Chu. Um, so he came in via the MOS's like under twenty two initiative, um, and that's how we were able to bring him in. Um, that's how we were able to bring him in. Um, so he didn't, his like salary didn't count to the rest um, uh, of uh, of like our cap space. Have you felt about Leo Chu? He's, he's loved by a lot of Sounders fans who want him to play more. They love his speed. And uh, he has scored. He did score a goal against uh, Martuba. Right, obviously, obviously a lot of potential. You know, he... 
Um, he put some good balls into the box that looked like they really could have resulted in goals this game. Yeah, he had some good traps. Um, uh, one thing that I understood a lot yesterday, and Smetzer mentioned that it was something that they were working on, is because Starfire is a smaller field than Newman Field, they wanted to do a lot of uh, cross-field pa- uh, passes. So many times in this game, um, Jackson Reagan who was amazing. He played really, really well. Both center backs, AB and Jackson Reagan played really, really well, um, except for a couple passes, um, passes in the back. But we saw them playing balls, uh, full field crosses all the way across field and Madronda and, uh, and Neo Chu were doing a great job to bring those down. So we like that play. But anything else on Neo Chu? Do you think um, some people are saying that he should just remain? He's got to remain on the bench. Like it's it's clear at this time, he's not starting material. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, again, you know, it's the Sounders is a hard starting. It's you know, it's hard to be in the top twenty-two on the Sounders, let alone the top eleven. Um, and I don't think he's you know gonna replace Jordan Morris um, yet. Um, so you know. I think he'll still he'll still be getting time. Um, he'll be getting chances to you know to show what he can do, and you know he clearly clearly has a lot of potential and a lot of skills. So you know let's let's see him use that time. I and think, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a starter at some point in his career. I think what was really really fun about yesterday is it was just so fun to watch. Um, the team play and see all the our young players um, uh, like just really show that they couldn't go with the first with another first team um, in MOS because they played really well um, and like again just all the youngsters who played yesterday like Jackson Reagan phenomenal game Joseph Tenzio, phenomenal game. Like these young players, Danny Leva, all played really, really well um, and had big games and were showing up people like Will Bruin, um, who not, can't really blame him for much, um, um, but didn't, didn't do that much yesterday. Um, Sam um, Adinaran, um, I believe he got an assist yesterday. He played really well. Um, A.B. Suzuko continues to be great at doing penalty kicks. Um, so I think still a lot of positives to take up from yesterday. Um, let's talk about the goals. Um, what were your thoughts on the overall refereeing? We saw a lot of yellow cards, no red cards in this game. Um, right, no VAR, obviously. Inconsistent, so. inconsistent. Inconsistent on the cards, you think, or just you know, sort of yeah, unlucky the, call for the like Sounders some, as far yeah, as the. I mean, unlucky. You know, we didn't like, get a penalty, and they did. Well, yeah, okay. The first. I mean, penalty... I think this was a game where it's possible that VAR might have overruled that first penalty or put it outside the box, and might have resulted in a penalty for the handball in that five-shot sequence. I haven't actually seen a replay of it. I'm not sure how much of a of a callable block it was. Yeah, I don't think that was a hand. I, I think it's hard to give a handball for that. But I think if there's VAR, then they would clearly not call a penalty on the first one because the contact starts outside the box. Yes, it goes, it continues in, and that's where he fell. 
but that should be outside the box. Um, I also think um, there's a chance that uh, if there's VAR that are the that the goal that we scored that would have made it two two that was called back for a play on the goalkeeper, I think that might have not. I think that the goal would have stood because the the uh, the it was called for a foul on for fouling the keeper for Montero getting in the way um, of the keeper. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a hard one because it really is a judgment call. So it's hard to know. Keepers what are VAR... too well predict. Keepers are too. Yes, they are. If he, but that's if, he not puts, what... if he puts his hands up, if he, if his hands are up in the air, he is higher and he's already taller than Montero. He should be able to, he should be able to grab the wall. This is a problem with keepers being too protected um, in this game. But this if isn't a the thing where, to, where VAR can bumped, really override. I think it is. Because it's VAR saying there's no foul. That's that's a thing that VAR should be used for. I mean, again, unless, it's not there, be used unless for the, there was literally no contact, which I don't think is true. Um, it's and, hard for VAR to, to, you know, to override the judgment call of... Yeah, it doesn't was the contact, contact enough to interfere with the play. Exactly, and I feel like this one is clear and obvious because um, there isn't much contact um, or any contact. Um, talk about Kate Cowell's goal, just like really sloppy. Um, San Jose gets a lucky bet. I mean, he gets lucky and the ball just falls in front of Kate Cowell and he just runs straight towards goal. Like We just let him run straight towards goal. Um, our seats had a very good view of this one, and it was really disgusting to watch because it was just so easy for Kate Cowell to go and score that. Um, but then right after that, Jimmy Madronda would score a free kick. I said he was going to shoot. He shot. He scored. Thoughts on the free kick? Yeah, you know, obviously a great strike. Uh, I haven't seen a good replay of that, so don't know if the keeper should have come closer to it than he did. Um, but obviously, yeah, just a, a great, powerful strike. Uh, one thing, and, and uh, then uh, late in the game, Montero would score um, after an, a, great, a great play by Kellen Rowe, um, dribbling with a San Jose player who slides early and then also lunges. I found that especially funny on the goal. Um, the player slides way too early, and then he's still on the ground trying to defend. Um, Kenderell puts in a good ball, and at first I thought it was going straight in. It looks like it was um, still in front of goal. Montero um, with a great finish. Uh, thoughts on the second goal? Yeah, you know, one of one of many chances where the Sounders had the ball in the penalty area. Um, and, yeah, you know, Roe does a great job to – make space for himself, put the cross in and, you know, Freddie, you know, takes the opportunity right in front of goal. Now uh, the game goes to extra time, not much stoppage time added on, even though there was uh, to the extra time halves. Uh, I have a theory on this. Um, I believe uh, us referees. One thing that most referees uh, do is uh, we, one of the things that, reasons that uh, referees uh, like to be referees. They're usually people who like to be in charge of stuff. Um, and with that, um, they like having stuff to do. Penalty kicks, 
there's a lot to keep track of. There's a lot for the referees to do, and referees find penalty kicks fun, um, which is weird because players hate them, and um, a lot of fans don't like them as well since it's a different, it's a completely different skill than the game of soccer. So because of that, because the refs love to go to penalty kicks, I think that's why there was no stoppage time in the second half, in, in extra time. Because the referee wants to go to go to penalty kicks. I believe there was two minutes to go home. I think I know you wanted more time. No, no, no. There was two minutes to stop it. In both halves, the first half had one minute, which was too short for how much stoppage, how many stoppages there were in the first half. Saying that two minutes and 90 seconds of the second half stoppage time was taken up. Um, with the ball not being a play because there was a free kick or a corner or something, um, which was lame. And then he calls it immediately when it gets two minutes. So I don't like that. Um, I, uh, maybe it's also just the team has to have more urgency during this time. But I think this is very true about referees because um, we do like doing penalty kicks. One of the first time I was doing a penalty, I – was roughing it. Uh, I got to do games um, that I knew if it was tied, um, there was penalties. I would want it to go to penalties because I was like, ooh, my first penalty shootout to. Right, but you're excited to have a penalty shootout, but you're not going to call the game differently depending on it. You're you're not going to just end the game five minutes early. I mean, no, you don't do that. But if it's a tight game, but like referees do think about, we do think about stuff like if a team is losing 4-3 and they've been score and they scored three goals late. Like they're human. We think about these narratives. Like if one team, um, like, uh, um, one team might be having an attack brewing. It's getting end- close to the end of stoppage time. Um, um, I'm going to give them one more chance. Uh, if they can continue to go this way, um, they're going to get that one more chance to score a goal. We think about that stuff. So it definitely has an effect on the referee. So it's all I'm, say- it's all I'm saying with that. Um, and I find that unfortunate. And I think just that you have to try to really not think about that and really go with what happened on the field. And in this case, that would mean more stoppage time. Yeah, I mean, I think you're talking about another 30 or 30 or 60 seconds of time that maybe should have been added. Uh, so I don't think it would have changed the outcome, but you know, I'll agree with you that refereeing is a hard job um, yep. and that I have a lot of respect for the people who do it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, let's look at um, uh, so the, the matchups for the next round of the U.S. Open Cup came out El Trafico and um, Miami and Orlando game uh, will be happening in the next round. Um, yeah, I just don't think I'll be paying a lot of attention to the U.S. Open Cup. Do you have any thought? Uh, do you any, – any idea who you're rooting for? There are some USL teams still in. I mean, at this point, that's who I'm rooting for. That'd be I, so I would fun. Be rooting, I would be rooting for the Rochester Rhinos if they hadn't ruined their name. That, well, they're also out. I know. Uh, they're not one of the, yes, not one of the teams that is still uh, uh, 
There's no, there is a USL League One team, and there's a USL Championship and a USL um, League One team. So that's actually like the third division um, in American soccer. Um, could still win this tournament. Um, it is still uh, possible. Always um, fun to root for the underdog, but again, I doubt I'll be paying a whole lot of attention to the yeah. to the remaining tournament. So the Islanders' next game is against Minnesota. Does this summer? Is is this Sunday uh, during the day um, on ESPN? Um, it seems like it will be the first time since the game, uh, since the CCL final, that we get to see the starters. Um, seems like the starters have been on a full vacation um, since last Wednesday. Um, any and you want to say anything about it? Really seemed like Rara Diaz and Nicholas Nadero were not in attendance yesterday. I thought this I was did lame. see something that that said a lot of the first team was watching from the stands. Oh, that's so, good. You know, just because we didn't see them at the picnic table doesn't mean they weren't there. That's good. We 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 definitely want they should be there. Um, it seems like they're definitely in town. Um, since they got another game. Um, what are you expecting for the lineup for this game? Um. With, yeah, I mean, I'm expecting I mean, that, yeah. you know, aside from JP, we'll we'll see the first choice lineup out there. Um, and really, um, really the only first team player who really played yesterday um, was Newhu. And Newhu didn't play for that long. Um, and then maybe um, and then uh, you could also say uh, Will Bruin and Montero. Um, but they're, they're right, but I wouldn't expect them to the start. Bench. You know, they're I think we'll see Roy Diaz yeah. and Morris up top. Um, and, yeah, and we'll have know, Ladero, we'll, we'll have Rusnak. Um, who do you think will play? Do you think Vargas, uh, Vargas will get the start? Um, since he came in for Paolo, do you think he'll start next? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, think I think he's our our first choice in that position right at the moment, but you know, obviously, we'll see um, what Brian turns chooses to do. Uh, what is your score prediction for the game against Minnesota? Um, I will say 3-1 Sounders. I think the, the Sounders want to make a point and tell the league that they're back and paying full attention to um, Who's making gonna a run score? at the Supporters' Shield. Uh, one for Morris, one for uh, Rui Diaz, and uh, one for... Um, Will Bruin as a substitute coming in later in the game. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, 4-0 Sounders. Um, I'll give one to Will Bruin. Um, uh, I'll give uh, uh, one to Morris. Uh, give one to Rusnak. And then uh, I think this is um, – and then um, with his momentum from taking the 10th penalty, um, New Who will score. Um, and the crowd is to gonna erupt, um, especially. Um, this will be the first uh, uh, first game that I ha- will have been uh, that I will be back at Lumen Field for uh, since um, the the game uh, against RSL um, last year. So really hoping for a fun result, um, helping show um, the MOS. Uh, uh, social media uh, that we are back uh, that uh, that when we do play our full strength team um, we are just unbeatable 
and um, above the rest in the league. Currently, Sounders are in 13th in the Western Conference. Minnesota is in 7th. Um, we have played 8 games. They have played 10. They are 4-4-3. Four, four, and three. Um, On the road, they are 1-2-1. One, and one. Um, So have... Um, Definitely, Definitely have been be better. A game for the Sounders. Have been better at home than on the road, and obviously we already beat them once this year, um, so we should be able to do it again. Uh, any other thoughts on the team moving forward? Um, hopefully, we can bounce back against Minnesota. Anything else you want to add, David? Nope. Just need to keep showing why we're the the, the champions of uh, the continent. Well, thank you all for joining us today. If uh, Just a reminder, follow the show. You can follow the show on Instagram at the Scarves Up at Scarves Up Podcast. Hit us with that follow. You should also, uh, you can also listen to my radio show and other soccer podcast, Football is Life. You can now follow that on Twitter, um, footballislife.wecb. Follow it on Instagram at footballislife.wecb for all your updates on that show. Um, Wherever you listen to podcasts, Football is Life is the place to be. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Scarves Up podcast and for the game against Minnesota. Remember to keep, like Chad Marshall says, your scarves up.